Okay. So God is calling us to change. All of us. Everybody. To change now. Okay. Have you ever, have anybody seen that uh, film? Um... <laughs> no, I can't remember the name. What was the name of the film? Batman? No. <laughs> a Star is Born. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? What are they saying? Don't give the day job up, because she's in terrible. No, I wasn't thinking that one, though. Okay, then it goes on. Even in all the good times, I find myself longing still for change. Yeah? yeah? Me and Matthew was on about this yesterday. Did they know this when they were writing this song? Yeah? And then you got your Michael Jackson one from years back. Okay? Man in the Mirror. If you want to make the world a better place, look at yourself and then make this change. Did you know? <coughs> Was he longing to make this change as well? Or, or not? Is he just us thinking at the box? Okay. This was the January the 11th this year. King Solomon was convinced he knew how to find happiness. Because he had vast resources at his command, he was able to pursue it. And yet after gaining everything he had ever wanted, he reluctantly concluded his life was still empty, without meaning. His search for last, lasting happiness had failed and his soul was still empty. So he got everything he wanted. Still he wanted because he didn't know what he wanted. It's not in your in your money and in, in your whatever you want, your car, your houses, your women, what he wanted. It's not there. Are you in danger? This is our question. Are you in danger <coughs> making the same mistake King Solomon made? Convinced that the things of this world will bring you happiness and peace. Pursuing them with all your might. Well, don't be deceived. They never will. The reason is because you were made to know God. That's why God is calling us to change. Ecclesiastes 2, 10, 11. I denied myself nothing. Yet when, I, when I surveyed all that my hands had done, what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. Okay. Okay, as I said, there were some lyrics to the song that I, I didn't sing it, so. Okay. One of the most difficult things for a human being to do is to change. We don't like it. Even changing the church around yesterday. And that's not to say people don't want to change. Just look around you and you will see how many people are dissatisfied with something in their life, like their weight, their job, <coughs> or even their partners. Even beyond those type of things, how many people want to change something more, like developing a better attitude or spending more time with loved ones. So to find meaningful change in our lives, we need God. 
to direct us so we can walk through life with a purpose. The Bible is full of all everything that we need. These things will help us to start to change our lives and in turn other people's lives as well. We have to change our own first. Otherwise it's the blind leading the blind. Okay, so how do we do this? Well, you may know that my, my, one of my favourite books is Ephesians. So it didn't take me too long to find a few things out of there. Walk circumspectly and watch where you're going. The first steps towards meaningful change in life is this. We must walk circumspectly. Paul writes in Ephesians 5.15, See that you walk circ circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Or, don't just drift around, don't aimlessly walk through life. He says we have to walk with purpose. What purpose? Circumspectly, it isn't the word we often use, so it can be hard to grasp what Paul was saying. The Greek word here is an accounting term referring to precision and careful counting. It's about how we walk, how we live, with precise, calculated movements. Now think about the world we live in today in spiritual terms. It's a dark world. And Paul is warning us here, we can't walk aimlessly in the dark, in the dark world. So stay focused and pay attention on what we're doing. Then in Ephesians again, 5.8, Paul writes, once you were in the darkness, so before God starts to work with us and open our minds to the truth, his word, his way of life, it's our natural state to walk in darkness. Paul finishes the verse by telling us to walk as children of light. We need to be honest with ourselves and with each other. Am I still walking around stumbling in the darkness or am I walking with wisdom and as a child of the light? I've been there, okay, where I've come to church and you're just going through the motions. You're going back, you're flicking through your Bible, going through the motions. A quick prayer, quick read, that, yeah. That's not what we've got to do, is it? So how do we walk as the children of light? We do that by having purpose and direction in our lives. Making sure that God's purpose and direction becomes our purpose and our direction. When we learn to walk circumspectly, we see that this relates to our everyday life, not just on a Sunday or a Monday for some. In Proverbs 14, 15, it says, The simple believe anything, but the prudent, they give thought to their steps. In other words, when, you, when you're ready to change, when you're ready to change your life and live according to the way God wants us to, when you're ready, is completely surrender to him. Begin living according to his instructions, and laws. It spells out in the Bible 
you're going to consider where you're going and how and where you, you step. And notice there how I've said, when you are ready. God's already ready. He's just waiting for you to be ready. All right? Uh, I've spoke about this as well. It's like when you've got a young child, you want to play football. You want him to play football. You won't do it with Lee until he's ready to play. And you can't, you can't force them. But we are children of God. So when we're ready, yeah? And I just overheard Math saying five years ago now, two years ago, I still wouldn't been up here and, and doing what I'm doing now. And we know, yeah? <coughs> because it's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It fixed me. Moulds me how he wants me to be. Yeah, you have to work with him. Like a marriage. And it's always that constant tug, constant tug of war, isn't it? Where you want to go one way and God wants to pull you back, to rein you back in. Sorry. Okay. So until God starts working with us, not for us, not for us, with us, it's two ways. We're not concerned with where we're walking. Those God is calling, however, must live and walk with purpose and precision. Through the, through the prophet Jeremiah, God tells us where we need to get our direction in life. And it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. That's in Jeremiah 10, 23. He's telling us that if we count on our own thinking, our own reasoning, our own logic, we are going to be in trouble. And that is why we see sincere efforts to change, they fail, like in New Year's resolution. They leave God out of the picture. And if you are serious about change, make God the centre and the goal of the process. Believe in him. And start doing what he says. There's only a couple of things there, but you can already see. You know, we are already changed people. But we've still got a long way to go. Redeem the time. And spend your time wisely. Ephesians 5.16, Paul says, We are to be focused on redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. When we look at the world today and see the trouble, the heartache and the tragedy in it, it'd be hard to argue with Paul that the days are evil. Just turn on the news and see all the terrible things that are going on. We need to realise the time is now to make the big changes in your life. When it comes to making changes, why do we put it off? We can't afford to wait. We need to redeem the time. The Alpha Course, <coughs> Truth Revealed Course. I've said, not many of us, I haven't, I haven't got anybody this time, but not many of us have. You know, me and Ben went and saw um, a bloke a couple of years ago, Rex, and before he had a chance to go on it, he passed away. So <coughs> that was a missed opportunity as well for us, but it just wasn't. We'll get there. 
The Greek word here is to make wise and sacred use of every opportunity for doing good. Paul is saying we have to give up on the time spent on pointless pursuits and pursue worthwhile, lasting goals. So start to make better and more productive use of our time. I can't come to this Bible study. I ain't got the time. Or church. Or our truth revealed. We hear them, don't we? And that's not to say we simply ignore all of the normal things in life that take up our time. We go to school to work or to work, start a family, retire, and eventually we die. That is a normal life pattern. But is there a way we can live a normal life and make sure we're redeeming the time we have? Paul says in Ephesians again, we can live normal lives and still use the time we have wisely to honour God. God is challenging us to grab every opportunity. He's challenging us now to use our time to make the big changes, every opportunity to grow. We can use our time wisely as we build our families, rear our children, and, and rear our children to know and to follow God's way. And when we redeem the time, we make a commitment. We're not going to give up on the precious time that we have to spend with God in prayer, in Bible study, in church. This needs to be an unchangeable commitment. Often it means we have to say no to activities like watching TV, browsing the internet. Those things, they're not bad in themselves, but we have to place God much higher on our list of priorities. Now, I, for one, occasionally do get distracted by that, especially if the um, Everton playing. But it ain't often no more. So, but it's still... Sorry? Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. When we get serious about changing our lives, we're going to take responsibility and be accountable for what we do and how we spend our time. When we start redeeming our time and dedicating it to the sacred purpose of developing a close relationship with God, we should get excited about the idea of making every hour count to take advantage of every opportunity to talk about our God and what he has done for you in your lives today. Every one of us here, he's worked with every one of us. And to know the will of the Lord, understand your purpose. Being serious about making the big changes the big changes happen. Paul writes in Ephesians 5:17, "Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is." He says that if we are going to be serious about making changes in our lives, we need to understand God, understand what He wants for us. The will of the Lord is like our road map for life. It's what shows us how to navigate our way through life purposefully. 
so that we're not just moving around blindly. And the will of the Lord tells us where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. You wouldn't go on a long road trip without a road map. Likewise, we shouldn't tackle our our life's journey without direction and guidance. Without the knowledge of God's will, we are without a map, without a guide. Knowing God's will isn't about knowing what job God wants us to have or who we should marry. Nor is it about him giving us an answer to the question (coughs) or the problems we have in life. Knowing God's will is much bigger than that. It ultimately ties in with every purpose of God for us individually and for all humanity. So when we truly understand the will of God, our daily lives will change. Our overall outlook will be so different when we know and see what God is doing with us and others. We will have instruction, our roadmap for how to navigate through life. Going through life and not knowing where you're going is spiritually dangerous. And if we are not educated in God's way, we're much more likely to be at risk of failure, of backsliding. Your wonderful future as God's child. So we need to ask what God, what is God's will and what is his purpose for our lives. In Ephesians 3, Paul writes about God's eternal purpose, which he accomplished, Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's something that he is showing us and how to walk, why we should use our time wisely. God has an eternal purpose in mind for us. Paul includes what the core of that purpose is in referring to God as the one from who the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And the incredible and inspiring truth, the big reason we need to make changes in life now is that we have an amazing opportunity to be part of God's family. In Ephesians 3.19 he says, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, you may be filled with the fullness of God. God is calling you, each and every one of us, to understand his will, to recognise that his ultimate purpose is for you and for me, to be his divine children, in his family for all eternity. You're being called out of the darkness of this world to walk with purpose toward that goal. That goal for me is for heaven and for my family to get there also. They have all been saved, as we all know, but then they go away. And that is the, the part that I, I can't understand. We were talking about this again, sorry, yesterday, me and Math. And they see the changes that, that, that happened, has happened in the family. And <coughs> they're, still, they're still not there. <clears throat> but we keep praying and we keep talking and keep asking. We don't give up. Jesus never gave, gave up on me. And he won't on you.
So, sorry. Amen. Don't wait. Change your life starting today. Of course, knowing is one thing, doing is another. So here's the big question I want to ask you all. It is part of the core message of the Bible. So, does knowing and understanding God's purpose for you today, does it motivate you in any way to change your life? Knowing your ultimate purpose and having God reveal his plan to you should change everything. should change every step that you take. It should cause you to walk circumspectly, taking every step into consideration, living every day with that great purpose in mind. It should change how you look at your time and use it. The level of change requires, requires allowing God to be Lord and Master of over every aspect of your life. It means you don't hold back in any areas of your life. Be truthful in everything. Confess your faults. Confess your sins. It means you dedicate enough of your time to, the pra to prayer, to church, to Bible study, to fellowship, and not allow these outside distractions to get in your way. It also means you dil dil diligently study his word to find out how he expects you to live. And when you find that, you do it. Part of God's intent as we walk his way is that we redeem the time that we find ourselves wasting. Dedicate it instead to living according to God's purpose. And when you understand God's purpose for your life, it should give you a sense of urgency that motivates you to change. Not later, not tomorrow, or sometime later, but change now. God doesn't leave us powerless in this effect. He gives us direction and a path to follow to reach our ultimate purpose. And as we recognize, we, sorry, and as we negotiate through life, if we watch our step and walk with purpose, avoiding dangerous spiritual pitfalls, and allow God's direction to guide us. We will be led down the right path. We will find our destination. And we will live out his purpose. So the time is now to take advantage of the wonderful opportunity God is offering you and me at this very moment. The time is now to make God's purpose your purpose. Thank you. Well